Welcome to Back on the Broomstick, a modern witch's spoken word grimoire, where two witchy friends from way back are reconnecting to their pagan roots after a long period of mundanity. We're rewalking the path of the wise and trying out all the latest spells, rituals, and magical theory in today's witchcraft and pagan practices. So grab your wand and your incense, your cauldron and your crystals, and join us as we get Back back on on the Broomstick. Hey, witches, welcome to Back on the Broomstick. I'm Layla. And I'm Shell. And today we'll be talking about magical names and using a magical name and why you might want to use a magical name and how do you get a magical name? What's in a name? Ooh. That's a good place to start. What's in a name? What is in a name? Let's start there. Have you yourself, Shell, ever had a magical name? You know, I've actually had a couple. I know the answer to this. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. You bestowed like half of them on me. Right. right. You know, I didn't realize the whole magical name thing until shortly after I met you. And I was like, oh, wow, people do that. And the first one I had when I was first initiated into witchcraft, in retrospect, I would not have said this at the time. And you know that because you were there and I never said this. But at the time, I was like, why am I doing this? And it kind of was awkward. I have a name. This is the name I've been known by forever. And it was weird to me to have a different name. But then I kind of shed that skin after several years and, and went on to the next name, which kind of better suited me, but still wasn't my name. If that makes sense. It makes total sense. Names are very personal and very powerful. And I'm someone, I attach a lot of meaning to names, maybe because mine was so unusual growing up. I mean, the song Layla came out shortly before I was born and I knew no one else named Layla. And now it's like hugely popular, which I love. I mean, naming my children, it was super difficult. I ended up even not being able to leave the hospital with my youngest because they insisted I name her before I left. And I didn't know yet. Like I had list upon list. Oh, you mean you're not a Kardashian? (laughs) I think one of them just got named and he's like a year old. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. I know now that technically I could have left and named her later. But at the time with the pressure, I didn't know. But names are super important to me. They mean a lot. I have two middle names and I made sure that both of my girls had two middle names because Again, a middle name is more like your private name, your secret name. Like a secret name, yeah. Exactly. And we'll get into the reasoning and the history behind why people have a middle name sometimes, both mundane and magical reasons. Now, do you think, let's start this off because there has been some jabber on the internet and social media that you're not a witch if you don't have a magical name. So I want your opinion because I think that's a bunch of hooey. It is a bunch of hooey. My name is my name. Just like you said, your name is your name. And I'm very attached to my name. I go in magical circles by my mundane or regular everyday legal name, Layla. You're just Layla. We don't, there's nothing more is needed. (laughs) I feel a little bad actually, because at the past Beltane that we were just at in, in the mysteries circle, we were introducing ourselves and someone introduced themselves by their original magical name, which they said they had outgrown. Then they introduce themselves by their current magical name. And I introduce myself as I'm Layla. I'm just Layla. And in retrospect, I feel like it may have sounded like a jab against this person who had gone, you know, talked about all these magical names that they were using. And and then I come in and I'm like, I'm Layla. I just go by Layla. And it wasn't. It was just. Well, it came out. It didn't come out. Yeah. 
And so I feel a little badly about that because I do like magical names and I do see very good reasons, very good magical reasons for having a magical name. I did have a relevant conversation in my Monday in work life um, in the last week or so that's relevant to this. I am in a human services type environment. A person came in and I said, could I get your name, please? And the person said, you can call me. And I just kind of tilted my head because, you know, somebody said, what's your name? Well, my name is. And that was not the response. The response was, you can call me such and such. I like that. I want to start using that. You know, I just kind of tilted my head and I was like, oh, okay. But I'm thinking that kind of goes along with the whole thought of a magical name. Your name holds power over you. And, and we can talk about some myths in a second that go along with that. But but this guy, I don't know if that was his birth name on his birth certificate. I don't know. I was told to call him such and such. And I think that goes the same with magical names. You know, you want to be called something that doesn't give someone the right to try to pry into what your birth name is. And just like you said, names have power. And when I was coming into being a witch, there weren't a lot of books around. They just didn't really exist. And so I took a lot of what I knew to be true about magic and what I wanted to be as a witch from history, from reading different traditions and learning about different cultures that when someone became an adult, they would take a new name. Or in some cultures at every step in your life, when you change, your name changes. And that that really resonated with me and that fit. And I wanted to take a magical name to declare that I was a different person now, that I had come into this newness, this new being of being a witch. And so I wanted to take a witch name. My first witch name I took from a goddess. I took the name Caridwen, and she's like the goddess of witches, goddess of inspiration, of rebirth, of science and prophecy. And these were all qualities that I wanted to see in myself. I wanted to see in my practice. I wanted to declare that I was a brand new witch. And I thought that Caridwen as a name to kind of embody those ideas was the perfect way to start that. And of course, as a brand new witch, I went way overboard. I put that name on everything. It was emblazoned in stickers on the spine of my very first book of shadows. <laughs> <laughs> and it was because I, I, I liked that energy. I felt in touch with that energy of Caridwen and I wanted to embody that, which is I think something that's a little different in magical names. Sometimes we take it not just because we've entered into a new phase, but sometimes it's something we want to be right. or an energy that we want to bring into our lives. So a lot of us will take magical names for all sorts of different periods of time. You know, it's funny because there are certain circles that it's like, if you don't have a magical name, you're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh at that and, and we should laugh at that. And I hope our yeah. listeners are laughing at that because if someone's telling you that, run. Yeah. Run. As much as I love names and I do take magical names for different reasons, you don't need one. It's not necessary. <laughs> you know, you can certainly be a very magical person without one. Um, a lot of people back when we started took a magical name for a very practical reason. And that was because they were in the broom closet, maybe. It was a secret. That's exactly right. It was a secret. You didn't want anyone to associate your witchcraft, your religion, with your mundane life, your job, where people, I guess even today, 
are under very real threat of losing their job, losing their children, losing their house because of their religion. And so having a magical name that you are known by in magical circles could protect your mundane and, you know, quote unquote, real world identity. All of that, 100% agree. But in the same respect, is a magical name necessary? Absolutely not. If you want to be Jenny from the block inside your circle, rock it. Um, you don't have to be Grandmaster Poobah Guinevere. Right. You can be Jenny in the circle. You know, right. I mean, names have as much power as you give them. I do believe in the tradition of a secret name. Because I do believe that sometimes we have, in some magical traditions, knowing the true name of something, its actual true name, not necessarily your legal name, but your true name, the name of your soul, the name of who you really are. If someone can say your true name, then they, like you said, they have power over you. And that's something that you'll hear in fairy traditions. I think it's kind of a myth that it's in Celtic traditions, but I've heard that before. It might be a silver raven wolf thing that's a little controversial. I'm not sure. But I have heard that that's a belief, again, particularly in fairy traditions. So if someone knows your true name, they can have power over you. So some people will choose a name that only they and the deities that they worship know. But that does kind of coincide with the previous point of, you know, that name can shield your personal life if you face any sort of persecution for what you believe. Yeah, exactly. And I think they're fun. I do. I don't need one. And I certainly don't use like I don't introduce myself as a name. I I have a hard time with that. My name is Layla. It doesn't shorten very well into a nickname. I've never really had a nickname. The only time I ever had a name other than Layla that stuck that was actually felt like my name was when I was a camp counselor for a summer. All the counselors went by a name other than their legal name. And I was Gypsy for a whole summer. And that fits. <laughs> it does. It does. But that's not a word that we use now because we know better. But anyway, nicknames are one way. We kind of do that in modern day society is, is right. people have nicknames. And we know a lot of magical people just by their magical name. Like uh, I can think of a woman who went by Freya, Hail the Traveler. Yeah. But I have to think about it to think of her, quote unquote, real name. Is, yeah, yeah. You know, but Freya was just as much her real name. Exactly, exactly. And some people do embody that. They are able to choose a magical name and just go by that and be that person. And I agree. It's just something for me personally. I find a hard concept to grasp just because, you know, I've gone multiple decades with this name. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. But I have chosen, and I did choose the name Caridwin when I first did my dedication ritual way back in the day. I picked that name, and that lasted for a couple years until I chose something different because I felt I had grown as a person. And that, to me, um, seems to be something that holds true for me. Every few years, I'll pick a new magical name. And for me, it's usually something It's more like a manifestation. It's kind of where I am and where I want to be not necessarily just who I think I am at the moment. It's more, I want to manifest this energy. Right. You know, like say someone who chose the name Wolf or Raven, or, you know, there's a lot of common themes, uh, Moon or Luna. And it's usually because that's how they feel. That's the energy of, you know, what they feel. And, And that's perfectly valid. 
but I like to choose something that I want to draw into my life that I'm trying to an energy that I, I need coming up in this cycle or an energy that I feel is lacking in my personal life. Now, real quick, I just want to I, I want to talk about and, and see what you think about the crossover between your magical name and the mundane world. We see a lot of people, whether it be online or in person, walking down the street that are using their magical name on the day to day. And they are getting some sort of discrimination based on that. And I sometimes, even as a witch, have to wonder why in bloody hell are you going out on Main Street, USA, and telling every Tom, Dick, and Harry your magical name? I'd be like, yeah, my name's Bob. My name's <laughs> Bob. <laughs> you know, like my very first magical name, and I, I, I haven't used this in a good 20 years, was Imania. Now, I was not by any stretch walking down Main Street telling people, Excuse me, what's your name, please? My name's Amanya. You know, I just wasn't doing that. It, the crossover between spiritual space and mundane space, to me, were just two separate things. And so those names, for me, had no business crisscrossing, you know? And I do think it's very valid. Some people only use that name in magical space. Some people only use it with their coven or only if they're in some type of ritual or festival situation with other pagans. But there are people like I said the name earlier, Silver Ravenwolf. She's a, a an author from back in the day, very prolific author. And that obviously is her magical name. So for her to use that name her magical name is part of who she is in the mundane world. And so she uses that, you know, all the time. A lot of people take a name, a professional name. And so in that case, that's kind of became her professional name. So I guess it really depends on what your point of your name is, because we take names for all sorts of different reasons. And like when you get married, you take on a new last name, possibly, or you maybe you come up with a name together to take. And that's a, a tradition that, you know, that marks a time in your life that marks a momentous occasion. Some people, when they get baptized into a religion or inducted into their religion, just like pagans take a new name. It's, it's pretty common. So, you know, I don't necessarily have a problem with people using their magical name in mundane space, but it defeats the purpose in a bunch of, I guess it depends on what the purpose is of having that magical name. Is it your persona? Is it, who you know, your public persona that you're trying to be? Or are you just using a name that's supposed to be secret and magical and, and putting it out there? So I don't know. I guess it would depend on the point of the name. What your angle is with yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're going now, do with you, it. Do you use a magical name now? Currently, I do not. Although I've been thinking more and more about it because as we've been kind of rewalking this path and doing this, I've been thinking more and more about taking a name, taking a magical name, because I am doing more magical things and being witchier with my life. And so I, I kind of do want to, it's not something I'll probably share with anyone. I mean, with you, I'll probably tell you, but <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's not something I will fan it around. go yeah. to a business. And when someone says, well, what's your name? I'm not going to be like, well, you can call me the crow queen. <laughs> you can, right. I'm not going to be like, you can call me, but it depends if I'm at the fairy festival, I might say that. I mean, I don't know yet if this is just going to be a private magical name, kind of like a manifestation for me, where I'll pick a deity or a, an energy that I want to embody or I want to bring into my life. And I will choose that as the name and kind of use that to help me in my magical workings. But I might, I mean, I've thought about it. I do plan on going to a lot of festivals this year. 
And I did kind of think about having a magical persona, festival persona that I could kind of, I'm shy, you know, I want to get out there at these festivals. And I was thinking maybe if I took on a festival name, a festival magical name, that that might help me break out of my, you know, typical shy introvertedness. What do you think of that? I think that's actually a good idea. And, you know, where I'm at, a lot of people have character names. They're street characters, especially during October when Salem is just a nut house. You know, you see some of these people on the street without the makeup and in their street clothes and you're like, hey, but yet you don't necessarily approach them when they're in their street clothes by their character name. Right. And in their character, you wouldn't approach them by their street clothes name. Some of these folks, it's almost like a switch. When they turn into that persona, it's like they're completely, I don't want to say a completely different person because I'm not trying to say that in a bad way, but it's a different side of them. Like they embody that character. Right, right, right. There is something cool about that. I think there's something very magical about that. And I think that's kind of exactly the point that we're making is that sometimes you can take this magical name and then that can help you in magical spaces embody that energy. You know, if I know that, what did you call me? The crow queen? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If I am the crow queen, you know, if I say, hey, I'm crow queen, you know, maybe that helps me to feel that energy. Maybe I feel more free. Maybe I feel more magical. You know, maybe that helps me as I'm in ritual space to really tap into that, that subconscious, that alpha energy, you know, maybe it might help me feel more magical and engage in a more magical way. Just like you said, kind of embodying a character, you know, kind of being in that kind of space, any way that you can get your head into that head space is going to help your magic be more powerful. I, I think that people really need to look at names as a additional tool. I think that's a that's kind of a good way to look at it in, in, in the context of magic, mm-hmm. just an additional tool. I love that. It's definitely good. Now... I know you've had more than one magical name, and I know some have been given to you, which can happen. Some traditions will bestow a name upon someone. I believe in our coven, we did that more than once. When someone was initiated in, we would give them a name. It was usually a name that we had discussed with them beforehand. You know, we knew it wasn't just some shock and surprise. (laughs) Right. But we would give them a name. These names had a lot of significance. You know, again, they were picked to represent the person, represent who they were magically, who they wanted to be magically and in the future, what deity maybe they worked with. You know, we took all of those things into account when choosing a magical name. Have you ever picked a name using numerology? No, actually, I never even knew there was such a thing. I think I spelled the name Caridwin weird. You know, like one of those parents who has to have the really wild spelling of their kids' names. Right. And the reason for it was because of numerology. And I'm pretty sure it was um, Buckland's. Big Blue Book. Yeah. The Big Blue Book. Big Blue Book. Buckland's Big Blue Book. Buckland's Big Blue Book. I still have that damn thing. I love that damn thing. I mean, I am not Wiccan. I know we are not Wiccan. But, but we've read it. It's, it's as a, a primer, book. as a basic, I gave it to my kids. My kids each have a copy. It's a fabulous basic for everything. And, and you know, you have to take some of it with a grain of salt and rewrite a lot of it. But it's, I love it. Foundational <laughs> book, love it. <laughs> in it, there is a section on names. And I haven't looked at it in a million years. But 
I know that um, he uses numerology where you assign each letter of the alphabet a number, like A is one, B is two, that kind of thing. And you add them all up until you get it down to one digit. And you do that the same way with your date of birth. And you can find what your, your number is, what your birth number is. And each number means a different thing. So I remember I was supposed to pick a name that matched my birth number, which is four, by the way. And so I picked, I spelled the name all weird so it would match my number. Oh, Lord. Right? <laughs> you know, I do like things like that because it fits. Math, I love math. And I do like things that fit and kind of make sense like that. For me, magically, it helps. And so different numbers mean different things. So you can pick a name that has a number that matches maybe the vibration or the energy that you want. And so that can kind of help make it more meaningful for you. So that's one Thank way Thank God my birth number is also four so that you can go through some names and I'll just pick the one you don't like. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we at one point, you know that song, Isis Astarte and yeah. Hecate Demeter? Didn't we at one time have everybody in the coven's magical name set to that? I think we did. <laughs> All I remember is Enfeo. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That's all I remember. Poor Feo. Good times. Good, good times. times. Yeah, that's the only one I remember. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that if it works for you, go with it. But if it doesn't work for you, do not feel bad whatsoever. Yeah. I think it used to be more popular than it is now. Or maybe that's just me. I don't know. I, I do remember people in the past introducing themselves by their magical name much more often than now. I now do I feel see like I do feel like nowadays people have much more interesting names though. Maybe there's less of a stigma on being a pagan or a witch, and so people don't feel the need to hide it as much. That could be. I do see on social media occasionally people asking about magical names and how do you get a magical name. It's kind of like how you be a witch. You just, you know, you pick one. <laughs> just like becoming a witch, you just say you're one. When we had our coven, Circle Amaran, we did do some name giving ceremonies and things of that nature. So you can be given a name, absolutely. But do you need to be given a name? No, it's like a tarot deck. You don't have to be gifted this crap. Just get one. Pick one. Exactly. And I don't care if it's a flower, if it's a deity, if it's the name of your favorite character. It really doesn't matter as long as it has meaning to you. Personally, I like to have a name that adds something to my magical practice, either helps identify where I'm at or where I want to be in my magical practice. So what do you think about this magical name for me? I think my next magical name should be Stevie Nicks. What are you trying to embody there, Shell? <laughs> <laughs> like witchy goddess awesomeness? I think Apparently, that yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. We could just call you Snicks for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually funny. That's right? actually That's funny. good. That's good. One book that I was recommended repeatedly that I have not yet read, but I've, I've heard great things about is called The Witch's Name, Crafting Identities of Magical Power by Storm Fairy Wolf. You know, it definitely has some of the, the history, how to choose one, how to claim one. They can definitely be a help to deepen your practice. If you want one, but like Shell said, you don't have to have one. And I've certainly practiced for years just being just Layla. And <laughs> <laughs> just Layla. But then you and I have never had really a problem in the mundane world being worried about being out. So that was never a concern. We never really cared about what other people thought about us. 
we don't really fuck with demon magic or fairy magic, you know, anything like that where you would need to keep a true name hidden. Right. You know, so that's not something we'd really need to do. So other than just doing it for personal growth reasons, it's not it wasn't really our bag. But for personal growth, I love it. Magical growth. I think it's a great tool. People ask sometimes, you know, how do I get a magical name? Where do I get a magical name? How can I think one up? Wow. So I checked out this site. You're going to love this. Fantasynamegenerators.com. <laughs> so it gave me a couple of names. I just want to put these out there and let see what you think. Okay. Helio Frosty Field. No, too frosty. You don't like the cold. Helio, I, that's sun, so that fits, but no frost. Okay, next. Snowdrop Misty Briar. Well, Snowdrop, obviously, still wrong. Misty Briar, too sweet. No, no. Next. Orange Shine. How do you say Orange Shine? It doesn't go well. Orange Shrine. Orange, orange Shrine. Nope, nope, sorry. Too much of a tongue twister. Don't like it. Listen to this one. Nutmeg Silk Rag. I thought you said Nutmeg Silk Rag. And I was going to be like, oh yeah, that's Shell. <laughs> I like the nutmeg part. This one, I think this one really embodies who I am. Okay. This this website got it spot on with this one. Flicks Sparkle Griddle. Go nutmeg sparkle griddle and I, I, I think you've got it. I think you've nailed it right there. <laughs> That's your magical name. <laughs> nutmeg sparkle griddle. Okay. We have a winner here, folks. We do. But, I mean, you can pick a stone, amethyst. You can pick the name of a star. You can pick the name of a deity. One thing that we did in our coven was, uh, I believe you had a book of, like, 10,000 goddess names. The 10,000 goddesses and the 10,000 gods, yeah. Yeah, and we would kind of open that up randomly and just see where that led. Just be careful, folks, because I have a PSA for you. If you pick Pele, there's consequences, Okay. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) But that kind of proves the point that taking a magical name can really bring those energies into your life. Because if if you pick a deity, choose wisely because that deity will then pay attention to you. You have chosen that name. And so be careful whose attention you catch. You might want to choose a derivative of that name or maybe there's a name that's bouncing around in your head. I've heard myself being called a name in meditation before you know, meditated on what that meant and why and done divination on it and then realized that was actually my name and went with it. But if you're going to pick a name, you know, do your research first, because at one point in my past magical circles, um, I met a person who went by Rhiannon and the girl hated horses. Oh, yeah, that's a little disconcerting. I don't know this for sure. I'm speculating, but I think it was one of those. Ooh, that's a pretty name. I like it. I'm going to pick that. And like, didn't know. Rhiannon, you know what I mean? And I bet that person had conflict the entire time they used that name because they themselves are at conflict with part of who that deity is. You know how I am. I'm just like, oh, so you love horses? Right. No. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) I just like the song. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) You should research the name. You should know the name. Research your own name. I know a lot of us have looked into what our names mean, what our middle names mean. And I think that that's important to know because that is the energy that you're going to bring. If you choose the name Wolf, you're going to probably be surrounded by friends and family and have to start taking on more responsibilities and working within a group. And, you know, you, I hope you Embody want that. that energy. Yeah. <laughs> right. And if you choose Pele, 
there's going to probably be a lot of change and a lot of foundational shifts and a lot of fire and disruption and energy and growth. And that, that could be difficult. Maybe you're not ready for that. How would you hold it with the new? Yeah, exactly. Do your research because as much as names can be pretty and beautiful, the whole reason you're picking it is because there is something behind it. There is something that you want out of it. And maybe that's why the Kardashians took a year to choose the name for their kid, because it is important. Right. And I know people who have chosen a name for their child and then later gone through the steps to legally change it because they realized it was the wrong name. Have you ever met people that don't match their name or do match their name? Like, wow, that's such a Steve thing to do. You know, you're so Steve. All these Steves that you meet are so much the same, right down to the little quirks. Like my theory of name association. Yeah. So is the name dictating a little bit who that person is? Or was that person given that name because, you know, somehow the person knew it was going to match their personality? I don't know. We still love all the Steves out there. We're not (laughs) knocking anybody named Steve. We do love you, Steve. You're great. We are talking about people who take um, magical names, but... Here's one for you. Um, Mark Twain. That wasn't his name. Happened to be, you know, he happened to be um, from around where, where where we're from. So we know that that's not his name. His name was Samuel Clemens. But you're not going to find a book authored by Samuel Clemens. They're all authored by Mark Twain. So kind of like as maybe a celebrity or an author would take on a pseudonym Kind of think of a magical name, almost like that pseudonym that an author or a singer would take on that pseudonym. I think that kind of helps them embody who they want to be, you know, a rock star or a movie star or whatever. And and we can use that in a magical way for who we want to be. Sometimes it helps people to shed their mundane lives. You know, if I'm just Layla going into circle in my regular work clothes, sometimes I might not feel very magical. And in order to properly do magic, you have to feel it. You have to be in the moment. And so if I step into circle wearing a long, pretty robe and I have a circlet of flowers in my hair and I'm holding some pretty crystals and I step into the circle and I say, I am, what did you call me? Crow queen. I am am the crow queen and step into circle. I feel powerful. I embody that crow and raven energy and I I feel like a goddess. I feel like a magical being. And so sometimes that can help people shed their mundane and step into their magical ritual, their magical lives. Just as you would not necessarily wear your work clothes to ritual, you may not necessarily want to walk into that space being Susie Smith, you know? Exactly. You know, Susie Smith might want to be storm thrower or whatever, you know, and And to feel different and to feel more magical in that space to take on that name. Some people take on ancestor names if they're working with that energy. All of those reasons are very valid and very powerful. If you doubt that names have power, call someone by their entire name, first, middle, and last, and see how Oh, my kids know I ain't playing when I start whipping out middle names. Yeah, that's some magic (laughs) and power right there. I gave you that name. I can take it away, too. That's right. We all get a little scared when when somebody starts whipping out all the names. Right? So here we got a letter. Are you going to read me a letter? So we have gotten a fan email. This is from Lauren. And Lauren says, okay, okay, okay. How did I not know about your amazing podcast? 
Well, you do now. That's all that matters. <laughs> I was yesterday old when I found back on the broomstick and feel so warm, understood. And of course, my witch self is very present and telling me to dive on in. I'm emailing because I've been a practicing energy witch for several years. My spiritualism has been rooted in and reflective of my otherworldly guides, higher self, and the like. I have rituals, practice spells, and honor my altar daily. I just recently became interested in paganism and wondering if you can recommend a book for me to dive into. With love, Lauren. Okay, Lauren. So I'm sure Layla and I both have a different answer here. But my <laughs> go-to, anytime someone says, what should I read? What will get me on the path? My go-to, it's been my go-to for 25 years, Power of the Witch, Lori Cabot. Oh, that's definitely a very good one. I am currently reading The Science of the Craft, Modern Realities in the Ancient Art, and I like it. It's pretty good. It's by William H. Keith. And so that's something right now that I would currently recommend. We appreciate your letter, Lauren, and we hope you keep listening. Thank you so much for emailing. I'm so excited that you found us and blessed be on your path. Everyone else out there, please like, subscribe, send us in your emails, your questions, your tips, your ideas. We're going to try some new things coming up in future episodes. So we hope to hear from you. Email us at backonthebroomstick at gmail.com. Keep it witchy.